Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this afternoon. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Who needs a word from the Lord? Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory. We want to continue this afternoon with this word. Amen. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. Next verse, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? We want to focus, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? What credit? What reward? What points do you get when you love somebody that loves you? Even sinners do that. Gangsters do that. Drunks do that. Perverted people do that. What credit do you get out of that? And it's a strange thought. So if you love God because he loves you, what credit is that? That thought in itself says there has to be more to your love than you just loving God because you love God because he loves you. Love has to be much deeper than that. Um, what I want us to focus on is I want us to focus on the term religious love. Religious love is what most all of us operate in. A religious love is a 50-50 love. We might remember some of that if he was here from night to night. Night in the light, we talked about a 50-50 love. It's, you know, it's fair love. So most of our love is religious love. It's based upon getting something. 50-50. I love you, I do this for you, you do this for me. Right? And even as Christians... We may reach out to other people, but it's the hopes that they will love us or return the favor some way or another, right? We might witness to wealthy people hoping that they might give us something. We might witness to some people, uh, maybe that we just want their praise. But all the things that we know about love is religious. Now, the reason I want to say, the reason I want to call it religious is this. Because the Old Testament love was a religious love. The temple worship, everything about the Old Testament was a religious love. Bottom line, if you did not do these things, you die. You do these things, you love me, I love you. Now, God was much greater than the Old Testament. The Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The only thing is, I don't think none of us have ever truly seen him. And so we saw him religiously, that we had to do these things. And even though we're in the New Testament, we still very much under religious love. 
how did you know if you loved God in the Old Testament? Well, you, you brought offerings, thanksgivings, and, and, and you would bring sacrifices, and you would do these things. You'd give a tithe. You would do, give first fruits. This is the way that you determine that you love God, and if you would do these things, then your conscience would feel good, and then you could receive God's love. In reality, your conscience don't have to be good for God to bless you. Once you believe that he loves you more than what you are worth, that there's more to you, he loves you. Once, once you break through that, that religious concept of love, your life is going to start to be blessed once you realize that he blesses you. Right? But the Old Testament was always based up on doing something. And so it was a religious. Now, could that lead you to a sincere love in God? Oh, yes. So I'm not saying that people in the Old Testament did not love him. I'm just saying it did not start that way. Hmm. Blessed Father Abraham followed God because God told him he was going to be richer and be more numerous than anybody on the earth. It was another way of saying Abraham followed God because of money. Because to have descendants meant money. Right? And whether we realize it or not, all them sacrifices that was made in the Old Testament as money. Because you could have took those same animals and sold them. And we know you cannot buy love. But religious love buys love. Rents love, leases love. More or less lease. You cannot buy love. No, it can for a moment, but it don't last long. Now, it doesn't mean that it can't lead us to pure love. The Bible even says that the law was added, meaning the temple worship, all of that was added to lead us to Christ. And when Christ comes, he breaks the barrier, he redeems all of us out from under law, and he loves us freely. Unfortunately... We make a law out of the New Testament because we're so used to religious love. That's all we know. We love to get. Hmm? Yes, we love our children, right? We love them because we expect them to love us back. We want our children to be successful so they can bless us women in our old age. The only kind of love we know is religious love. We love to get. Hmm? Now, I am sure there's some holy people in here this morning that would disagree with that concept. But just hold your holiness a moment. How do you know that you love God? Tell me how you know you love God. I go to church, religious. I put in the offering, religious. Hmm? Hmm. I give to charity, religious. Hmm? Hmm. I try to help people, religious. Is it really love? Huh? A lot of times, some of us, we do a lot of things for people, but... But you can find out real quick that you're doing it religiously because you said, 
I did all of this for this person and he didn't even say, oh, thank you. What is thank you? It's payment. Could at least give me a thank you? And maybe there is some truth there. Granted, you know, we teach our children through law. We understand that the beginning of God is, is fear. We understand that, that fear has to do with law. So we have these principles, and that's what the Old Testament is about. If you really love me, you will do these things. But that's law. It still doesn't mean that you love. And you, as a child, whether from the womb or a child religiously, you may, you may do these things because you've been taught to do these things and that's the way you show love but it doesn't mean that you really love now sometimes we rebel against rules and we rebel against laws but sometimes we do it not because we want to or because we care we just feel like that's the right thing to do or we're going to feel bad if we don't do it and sometimes we, we try to help people and, and they turn against us and we say nah not me anymore but if it was real love, you would not say that. Because Jesus says, love your enemies. In Matthew chapter 5, and down around verse uh, 43 and, and verse 40, right there, you find this same scripture. And Jesus says, uh, you've heard it said to love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you to love your enemies. He says, you have heard it said, love your neighbor hate your enemies we've all have that theology of religious love yes that we love those who's going to love us even sinners do that everybody does that that is not real love that is a religious love the perfect example of real love is jesus died for us hmm? before we yet loved him he loved us we do not possess that real, pure love. At least I don't. I, I'll leave it up to you to judge for yourself. We, we, we're looking for something. Now, with that being said, I, I touched on marriage this morning. I want to do it again. Do you know why there's no marriage in heaven? The reason there's no marriage in heaven because it's religious. It is not real. It is a religious love. You don't get married to love. You get married for a dishwasher. <laughs> you get married for foot rubs. Hmm? You get married because your soul ain't right with God and you don't want to die in your sleep alone. Your soul ain't right with God so you, you don't want to get old in the bed by yourself. Some of you want to get married because you don't want to grow old and lonely. Why? Because you might be in the bed by yourself when God comes and gets you. As if anybody could save you. Marriage is not real love. It could lead to real love. Just like the Old Testament is a covenant. It's the old covenant. It is the old marriage. It is an old contract hmm? and in the old contract you had the temple and all the things that was required with that Jesus let's, let's look at it this way put it this way see some of us are admirers 
of the Ark of the Covenant. Right? The Ark of the Covenant, the stone tablets, um, Aaron's staff that, that, that blossom, and the gold jar of manna. But for us, that has nothing to do with us. Because the Bible actually says the tablets, talking about the Ten Commandments, of the Old Covenant. The New Covenant don't have the tablets. Now, is there any truth to those tablets? Oh, yes, there's truth. If you love somebody, you'll, you'll cook for them. You'll wash their clothes. If you love them, you, you'll care for them. Oh, yes, there's truth to it. So we have this temple, and we can't wait for Jew, the Jews to build this temple back again. None of us are going to be invited, of course. We have to be out in the hot sun in the outer court because we don't belong with Gentiles. But we, we long to see that temple, but that temple is never going to be here on earth. In fact, it says it's in heaven. And in fact, once Jesus leads you through that, the book of Revelation says... And there is no temple in that city. What does it mean? There is no religious Amen. way to get to God. The way to get to God is through His love and your love for Him. You know what the only... It, it, it's not the ark. It's not the temple that's going to bring you closer to God. It's not the menorah. It, it's not the showbread. It, it, it's not the altar of incense. It's not the altar of sacrifice. It was all replaced. You know what it was replaced with? Jesus says, this is the cup of the new covenant. This is the cup of the new contract that I have with you. Hmm? If you eat this body and drink this blood of the new covenant. In other words, he's saying it's me. Forget the temple. It's me. You're the temple. When you worship me inside your temple but even that you're supposed to come outside of yourself and love even more there's no marriage in heaven because it's not real it's not real huh? it's just a step up above paying a prostitute to put it bluntly it's not real it's a coward you're married to get you're married to get I can prove it let there not be no bread on the table. Let there not be no food on the table. Huh? Let there not be no new car in the driveway. Huh? And you telling me that's perfect love? You telling me that love should go to heaven? Huh? Huh? Yes? One night a headache. And you none jumped ship and got in somebody else's ship. And some of you idolize marriage, but it is not real. It is religious. It's not real. It's a contract. You made a contract. You signed a contract. Either before the, the warden's office or before some preacher, you signed a contract. Yes? To keep sexuality to yourself? To be faithful? Yes? I'm going to grow old with you? Hmm? Till death do your part? Nothing about happiness, just till death do us part. Uh. Mm. Yes. And preachers preach it all the time. Huh? 
No samples until you get married. Sign the contract. And whoop-de-doo. Huh? The ring. That ring is a sign that we made a contract. It is not a sign of love. It is a sign of a contract. That we're going to continue to walk as husband and wife. It's a contract. It's nothing more. Huh? Some of you got phone contracts. You got a wedding contract. Sometimes you decide you don't want the phone, you break the contract. Am I telling the truth? As long as your love is hinged on the other person, you have no love. When your love is hinged on somebody else, you have no love. If your love is hinged on how somebody else creates you, you do not have love. You're just making contracts in life. If somebody else can break your love, you have no love. And we say, my heart is broken. Your heart ain't broken. The contract's broken. Hmm? And Quartz wants to come and pick up your refrigerator. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? That is not love. We think that's love. But it's religious love. Could it lead to something sincere? Yes. It could lead. But it is not. It could lead. It could lead. Don't be gazing across the aisle and falling in love today. That is not real. You're just looking for a contract. There's nothing about that that's real. Huh? You might as well be in courts this morning. <laughs> but we think we have such great love. It's religious. It's religious. If your actions can stop me from loving, then I have no love. Because if I had love, you couldn't stop it. They killed Christ. They couldn't stop the love. Couldn't stop the love. Huh? I could give you a bad love, bad look and it stops the love. You have no love. You have a contract and it's religious. It's not real. It's not bona fide. It's... And what do we say in divorce court? I love them so much. I want half of everything. If you had love, you wouldn't have to go to court. But let's go deeper. We think we're in the house this morning because we love God. If you love God, it couldn't be broken. 
Why do you love God? Because you come to church. That's a thing. Hmm? That's based on law. We know different than the Old Testament. Huh? We celebrate Passover, whatever we celebrate. That's a thing. That's not love. And why we come to church? So we be blessed. Why we give a tithe? So God will give us 90%. We give 10, so God will give 90. And, and, and actually, that ratio is, that's the ratio we really have in mind when we get married. I'll do 10% of the cooking, you do the 90. I'll do 10% of the work you do. See, we like that 10%. But it don't work in a contract when you have in mind, you say we're 50-50, but you have in mind, I'm going to give 10, you give 90. But they have in mind, I'm going to give 10 and, and you're going to give 90. So you only end up with 20% life. Well, not really. You spend the other 80% fighting and shutting down and saying it's not fair. Uh, most of you are married right now. It's, it's obvious you're in a contract. I do more than they do. And it's not right. Most of you are married right now. You live in a contract. It's religious love. Da, da, da. What's love got to do with it? <laughs> huh? Tina Turner might have been more honest than we realized. Me gazing at each other. I, I just want to live my life with you. You're stupid. You're trying to make a contract. Huh? Why don't you just admit the truth? You, why don't you admit the truth? You know one day you're going to be ugly and you don't know if you can find somebody. And you're trying to settle the deal right now. But here's the sad part. Most of us in church, we love God religiously. We love Him religiously. Huh? Yes? Some of you don't like to dance, but if the preacher says dance and you get $1,000, oh no, you boogie woogie. <laughs> huh? Because everybody knows we love to dance in this church. I'm not sure our motives are always right. Huh? Some of us trying to secure some deals while, we, while we're dancing, you know. <laughs> if we're not trying to catch a man or find a replacement, we're trying to make a deal with God. Lord, you see how much I shake this morning for you? Am I telling the truth? Yes. We are merchants. Yes. 
I have sold you something. And what do I say? Goodbye. Come back soon. See you later. Come back soon. We're merchants. Come back soon. As if that we love that person. No, we want them to come back and buy. And that's the way our love is, but not God's love. And unfortunately, we've taken the New Testament. And we've made it religious too. When truth is supposed to lead us to Christ. He's the high priest. He went through that. He redeemed us from all of that religious love that we could have a pure love. And even though he more than gives us 90%, he's more than fine with your 10%. Not that we shouldn't try to give more, but we may not have no more. And so we know there's no temple coming back here on earth. It's in heaven. And we know that once we enter into that place and we find that perfect love, the temple disappears. Because the temple is the contract. What is the contract? If you will trust me, you can live with me forever. What is the contract in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant? Do all these things. It's not that God found beauty in that. That's just where we start it. Because we love out of law. Yes, I'll live with you forever. I'll be true to you forever. I'll be your husband forever. If, 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 if. You're no different than God. You're no different than God in the Old Testament. But that's the way he approached us because that's the only thing we can understand. And we had to learn that to have God's love, yes, we have to love back. But the Old Testament is religious in form. The New Covenant says, if you trust me and believe in me, you'll be with me. You'll be a new creature. It'd be a new order. What's the new creature? The new creature is somebody that loves non-religiously. You love because you love. And you love no matter what nobody else does to you. You're not going to take it back. You love. That love is genuine. Huh? It's genuine. Huh? Yes. Marriage breaks up. I don't care. I love you. I'm not taking it back. If you want to go your way, okay, go. I love you enough to release you. But I ain't going to hold nothing against you. But see, we feel like we have to hate to let people go. Only one way to get out of a bad marriage, and that's to love and forgive. That's the only way you will ever be free. Hmm? And as long as we have unforgiveness, we're never going to find that pure love. Because love forgives. And unfortunately, because we live by law, we won't let God bless us. But the Lord loves us. He's not like the husbands and wives of this world. He loves us. Even if we didn't cook him breakfast, he'll still bless you. Even if we don't rub his feet, he'll still bless us. Because you can't stop God's love and the love he wants to show you. And he loves you freely because he thinks you're at a place that once you experience his love, you're just going to try to love back in return. You're not going to be perfect at it, but you're going to try. And what does he say? Love others as I have loved you. Quit holding all these grudges. Quit holding all these grudges. Isn't it strange? I know I'm talking about marriage this morning, but isn't it strange? You get married. 
And let's just say you manage to stay together. But down inside, you hope you don't have to spend eternity with them. That's what scares me about marriage. My grandmother, my grandfather, after they got old, I don't know who there was before, but I met them when they was old. They never fought, but they never slept in the same bed. Most of them never slept in the same room. Hmm? My grandfather always had a hammer under the bed. I don't know if it was for, for a grandma or a thief that came in, but that's beside the point. But it's just there. And, and, and they were, there was some love there. There was some care there. But it, it's not like what you think it should be. Hmm? That's why there's no marriages in heaven. Because it stinks. Because we don't learn to love. We don't learn to forgive. Huh? Huh? We enter the throne of heaven with a list of what they did to us. Hmm? Hmm? And I have heard this say many, many times. I've heard people say this out of their own mouth many times. I don't want to divorce them because I don't want them to be happy. <laughs> many times I've heard people say that. I don't want to divorce them because I don't want them to be happy. So A, you admit you're the source of their unhappiness. And you admit that you don't love them. That is not love. Marriage is not love. Huh? And family. That's not love. That's not love. They want to say blood is thicker than water? That's not true. The only blood that's thicker is the blood of a covenant. The greatest love you will have in your life is one by somebody chooses to love you and not because you happen to have the same last name. When somebody chooses to love you. Huh? Why do you have a marital contract? And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying we shouldn't get married. Don't hear me wrong. But it, I'm saying it should lead to something else. Why do you have a marital contract? You don't have a marital contact, a contract. You don't sign a marital contract for what you're feeling at the moment. You sign this marital contract so they can't back out of it. So you can't back out of it. And some of you just can't wait to fall in love. And get your contract. But the saddest part of all is we approach God like that. Because that's the honest love we know. Yes? You, you can't say the greatest love is marriage. And then, you know, if you don't do your 50% then I'm not going to do my 50%. You can't have that ideology about what love is. That's what's written in your heart. Your heart, the love in your heart, it is written under religiousness. You have religious laws. So you can't say that that's the way you are in marriage. That's the way you are in friendship. That's the way you are in partnership. And then when you come to God, you know, you believe God is the same way. That unless you do these things... So unless I come to church, unless I give in the offering box, unless I show a little charity, unless I say, God bless you, 
then God ain't going to do his part. And that's the Old Testament law. That is not the New Testament covenant. That's the Old Covenant. In Matthew 5, the Lord says something else that's quite interesting. He says, if you only greet those that greet you, or if you only greet your brother, what credit is that to you? Huh? See, some of us think we're very loving and very friendly. Right? I mean, some of us come to church, we don't greet nobody. I pray that changes. But some of you come to church, you greet everybody. Oh, hi, 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 hi. But you ain't friendly nowhere else. Your neighbors don't know you. Jesus says, if you only greet those that greet you, what credit is that? What credit is that? Now, hey, this message is not to make you feel bad. Right? This message is not to make me feel bad. But what is love? Am I even capable of love? <laughs> well, in some defense, I think, I think if, if you look back in life and there's people that you love and they did you wrong, but you don't want to go back and take your love back, I think that might be a sign of true love. Hmm? First thing is we're very fearful to love people because we're afraid they're going to do something to make us wish we hadn't loved them. True? But there's one thing I've learned through Christ. I don't care if you reject me later. I'm not going to take back my love or my charity, whatever, whatever I did for you. I'm not going to take that back. You do what you want to do. But you're not going to force me to take it back. I am not going to be ashamed that I did that. I'm not going to feel bad that, that, that I loved you or I reached out my hand. I don't care what you say about me. I am not going to do it because why? I like me. And I want to be a loving person like Christ. I want to be like him. I don't care what you do in response. And that's why most of us struggle so much as being Christians because we show love. We say, and we even say it, I love you in the name of the Lord. I hate that statement. If you say that to me, you risk the possibilities of being slapped in the name of the Lord. Because I didn't know I was so unloving that the only person that could make you love me is Jesus. So if you don't love me, don't tell me you love me in the name of the Lord. That somebody made you love me. That is not love. And my precious saints, how many times have you forgiven somebody because you thought if you didn't forgive them, you wouldn't get a new car, you wouldn't get a new house? My precious saints, how many times, how many times have you just let something go? In the name of Jesus. Oh, I love you. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Hello, I learned something about truth. If you accept it, it won't hurt you. But if you don't accept truth, it'll send you to hell. Huh? Isn't that true? Is, 
It's all a con. And we do that in the prayer room all the time. They've been instructed. I have guided them. I said, listen, when you find people in the prayer room and they don't want to forgive, say, if you don't forgive, you won't get no money. Every time. Uh -huh. Every time. And the truth is, I'm not lying because it does affect your money. Because if you don't forgive, then you count yourself not worthy. The thing about living under law is this. When you don't do your part of the love, you feel bad. Then you say, I don't deserve. Right? You cheat on your husband or wife and you say, I don't deserve. Everybody follow? So, not only do you give out based on law... You receive based on law. So the Lord can't bless you. Because you only receive based on law. Lord says I love you. I want to bless you. But you only think you're worth $12.95. And some of you th think you still owe. That's why you're broke as a Christian. Because your love is religious. Your, your whole concept is religious. And you still believe God operates that way. You think he operates that way. Hmm? So in the prayer room, I say, listen. When they get stubborn and they don't want to forgive, just say, hey, listen. Money going to stop coming. By the way, how is your money? Oh, I ain't got no money. See, told you. Now, I might be a little trickery there, but I'm not. I'm, it might be a little bit deceiving, but I'm te still telling you the truth. You forgive. Get that guilt off of you. Because <laughs> if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Guess what? Money starts flowing. That still doesn't mean you've come to understand what love is. See, I, I, have, I have some disciples in the house. Right? Ain't going to call no names. Sometimes they want to give me a rough time. They give me a hard time and I start saying. They say, I'm sorry, prophet. <laughs> we should have that control over our children. When they start sassing, go. It works, you know. <laughs> it works, you know. Okay, money, money. Yes, Jessica, uh-huh, uh-huh. Huh? Huh? You have an eye problem? We need to go to the doctor. Why is it eye rolling? Huh? <laughs> 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 Some of us, we get so mad we don't care about the money until after we had our fit and then we try to get the money back. That, that's where our love is. But that's not God's love. That's how we come to know God. Because God is not going to let. He's not going to just keep blessing you. And you're not trying. So it's important. That, that we teach. And that's what the Old Testament was about. Was teaching children. Listen. If you love me. You would do this. 
Yes. Or we'd say, clean your room. But we need to teach children to have respect about their room and respect about themselves. But so the beginning of love is, 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 is we teach love based upon law. Everybody understand that? That's the way we teach love, based upon law. Right? Because sometimes a, a child or someone, they, they might not love at all. And we have to teach uh, children of God as if they were, <clears throat> it's almost like we came from the Old Testament to the New Testament to seeing God face to face without a temple. That's what it means. Chapter 22, right? Last page of the Bible. There is no temple. We see God face to face. I don't have to have anything religious to see God. I can just see him. I can face him because I know he loves me. And I love him with whatever little love I got to show him. Uh, but it's almost like every, every child that comes in, it's almost like you've got to take them through the Old Testament and bring them to the New Testament. Because you've got to teach them what love is. You, you can't just be acting anyhow and say, oh, God loves me. He's just a big marshmallow. No, you've got to teach. You've got to love in return or try. So we come to this place, and God is leading us to a place of this perfect love. And perfect love casts out all fear. Huh? But all our fear ain't been cast out because we don't have perfect love. Perfect love don't have no temple. It don't have no religious way of doing things. Perfect love is perfect. It's loving. Yes? And sometimes we get tested by that. Because sometimes the devil says... You don't love God. You just love God because you're getting something. Or you love God because you got the hope of something. And so the devil tests you. Maybe he takes something away. Maybe he puts a little weight on it. And then you start to act up. Or you want to ditch God. But if you really love God, whatever little things that you go through in this life, you would keep going. I don't care. I love God. Sometimes you need to tell your flesh that. I don't care. I love God. Because you'll be tested. Huh? You'll start coming to God. You'll start seeing some blessings in your life. And then maybe a little hiccup happens, a little thing like this. But the Bible says all things work for the love of those that love the Lord. Right? For the good of those that love the Lord. So you see a little thing, but you give up on God. Just like you give up on marriage. Just like you give up on friendship. Just like you give up on everybody else. They're not doing fair. God's not doing fair. Anytime you're saying God's not doing fair, the world's not fair, that says your love is religious. You don't know no other love. And you say, when you start paying your part, the lights will come back on, honey. Is that the truth? Now, I'm not saying that there's not some genuine love in us. I'm just saying, first thing, if you ever see it, you probably lost it. I'm just saying it, it's there, but it could be so much more if we understand what real love is. And the fact that we have unforgiveness says we don't have real love. Huh? Forget what somebody did to you. Don't be ashamed of loving somebody. Don't be ashamed of giving somebody a chance. I don't know, maybe you gave them too much a chance, but don't be ashamed of it. Live and learn, but don't be ashamed of it. You love somebody and they don't love you now? What are you ashamed of? Because if you say, if you say, I take it back, then it was never real to start with. Huh? 
They may have hurt you. They may have quit. They may have run off because their love ain't real. But if your love stops because of their love, your love was never running on your love to start with. Your love was running on their love. Your love is feeding off of somebody else. It's not feeding off of God because if it's feeding off of God, it wouldn't stop. Your love's running off of somebody else. The way somebody else treats you. That doesn't mean you don't get upset sometimes. That doesn't mean sometimes you maybe need to change location. It don't mean that. But you do it out of love. And you do it because love has directed you. And you do it because God directed you. Huh? Let's look at that, that, that revelation just for a moment. Does your love feed off of somebody else's? Does your love feed off of somebody else? Yes, Shana? Yes, princess. <laughs> Tall, dark, and handsome comes in. Your love just brightens up like a candle. <laughs> huh? You even get electricity down to the hips. Before that, <laughs> nothing down there. Huh? Think about it. Is your love feeding off of something else? Maybe your love ain't even operating right now because you ain't found the right person. Love is like the manna in the Bible. If you don't use it today, you can't save it till tomorrow. It's going to get stale and, and everything else. It, love is for today. And love is, marriage is selfish. It's religious. Most of our love is selfish and religious. It's make a deal. It's not real. It's not genuine. And the, the, the point I want to keep coming across is this is the way we approach God. But even worse, this is the way we think God is. You think God is like that. Tell me you don't. You think God is like that. You think if you don't give enough, God ain't going to give. Now, granted, he ain't going to spoil you. But, but your, your religion is that because I am not doing right, I can't expect no blessings from God. And that's why most of us try to work and make money and get things apart from God because we don't feel like that we love God enough and so God is not going to bless us. See, that's the worst thing is that we think God is like that, but God is not like that. He loves you, he'll bless you. Hmm? And his love will lead you to kindness. Lead you to repentance. Hmm? His love is so great. I mean, the proof is there. It, it may sound a little cliche-ish, a little religious, but he died for us. He died for the ungodly. He died for sinners. He died for us. Before He loved us before we loved him. His love is enduring, but not ours. Our love is hinged on something. And even when we love God, most times it's hinged on God. It's hinged on that. With the exception of a few spirit-filled people that says, the praise goes up, the money comes down. 
So like any prostitute, we're expressing our love, but, but the truth is we're waiting for the money to come down. I don't think I'm condemning the whole human race. I'm just saying that we all fall short. And that, that we don't understand what real love is. But you've seen it. You've seen it. You've had it a time or two. You know him. His name is Jesus. Those times when you do something and don't want nothing in return. Those times when you have true compassion and you're not trying to be like Mother Teresa. But you have a genuine love. Wonder how much more we're capable of if we would get away from religious love. Hmm? Listen. The reason you're not happy in your life right now is because you don't have love. And the reason you don't have love is because your love is connected to someone human and not someone heavenly. Or maybe your love is connected to someone that does not exist. Hmm? You married someone but you realize, no, this ain't the right person. Hmm? So you stay with that person. Hoping like Cinderella that he's going to change in the midnight hour. <laughs> the reason you have not love is not because you're lonely. It's not because you're broke. It's not because you're not married. It's not because you don't have a good job. The reason you don't have love in your life is because you're connected to things and you're waiting on things that don't, are not real to start with. When you connect to him. When you allow Jesus to take you through the Old Testament and through the New Testament. When you come to a place where you're face to face with God. I don't have to, I don't have to uh, quote Psalm 42. I don't have to sing hymn number 38. I can come face to face with the Lord. And I come face to face with the Lord because I know he's so loving that, that he's going to be nice to me in spite of my deceptive ways and my manipulative ways and my deceptions and my religious love. He's going to love me in spite of it. Huh? In spite of it. Able to face him face to face, not because you're good, but because he's good. Huh? I don't have to have a priest holding my hands. I don't have to have a wave offering in my hands so not to be struck down. Huh? The Old Testament says you cannot come into the holy place. That intimate, intimate place. You can only come into that intimate, intimate place. And mind you, God wasn't in there. Always in there with some memories. Of what God has done. But you couldn't come in there with, with an empty hand. You had to bring something in. You had to bring an offering in. And then in modern day Christianity with Jesus Christ. We hear preachers say. Don't come to God empty handed. Empty hearted maybe. Because we're still teaching. Huh? 
Bring God a tithe. Bring God an offering. Because we're still teaching that if you love God, you would give something back to Him. But He's not looking for your money. He's looking for your heart. And He's not looking for more than you got. He's looking for that genuine thing. Religious love is the most tormenting love there is. It is tormenting. It rips you apart. Hmm? I don't know that there's anything else because even gangsters have love. Huh? They love each other. And they love all the ATMs in the world, which is you. We, we love each other, or we pretend to love each other, and we love all the sinners in the world, especially if they'll come in and, and, and buy us a new building. That's our love. But there's a love in God that's not based on that. There's a love in God where He will teach you how to love. But he don't hold, withhold love until you learn how to love. Hmm? That his kindness leads to repentance. It, it leads us to this love that, that brings us face to face with God. Imagine coming face to face with God without religiousness. And I'm not talking about in the comfort of your home. Huh? Why is it we close our eyes when we pray? If I wanted to see somebody, I don't think the best thing to do is close your eyes. Maybe we're trying to get spiritual and, 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 and port ourselves up. Maybe we close our eyes because we're afraid we'll see him. And what about all those that, that pray three or four times a day? They fall on their face. Only one reason you fall on your face. You're scared. Now, to kneel down, to pray because you respect and honor somebody that you love, that's a different story. But to do it because you think that's the only way it works? Religiousness will torment you to death. And if some people wasn't so hungry and so lustful, they'd leave the church a long time ago. Religiousness will torment you. You never pray enough. You never study enough. You never give enough. Because you're always comparing yourself to God's love. And you know, you're always going to be empty handed. Some of you love God but you turn, you, your love is religious. Some of you know you watch your gadgets more than you read your Bible. Huh? And some of you got your Bible on your gadgets. But that leads you to all manner of sin. I don't know how you end up. I don't know how you end Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then you get in pornography. That must be the book after Revelation. But here's the thing. And you're saying, Lord, but I never get a revelation. I never see a vision. Because you're not coming to me out of love. You want me to give you a vision so you can tell everybody? 
that you're so special to God and make everybody else jealous. Uh, that's why you're not getting nothing out of it. Honest. Why are you reading your Bible? You want more money. Uh, is it really love that you're searching for? I believe it can be, but you've got to know how to deal with your flesh. Because your flesh will accuse you. But Jesus is greater than your flesh. Hmm? Hmm? Jesus says the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. What does that mean? It means your flesh is always fighting you. I, I don't keep a record how much I pray. I love God. Hmm? Do I pray enough compared to the love he gives me? Never, 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 never. Do I study enough compared to the love he gives me? Never, 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 never. Hmm? And I thank God for teaching me that. He taught me that a long time ago. Because I was quite pious and I was reading and studying all the time. And he rebuked me. I thought it was the devil. He said, quit reading. The Bible, you know, quit reading. I thought it was the devil talking to me. So I, I try to slip around and read again. Quit reading. I don't know if it was God or the devil. I felt like it was God. But I couldn't imagine God telling me to quit reading. But whoever told me to quit reading had authority because I closed the book up. After two or three days of that craziness, he says, you need to pray and talk to me as much as you study. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you diligently study because you think by all your studying you possess eternal life. Or did you possess me? Jesus says, you don't know me and you haven't seen me. I'm right before you and you don't recognize me. See, that's religious love. Huh? That's religious love. Israel right now in war. Oh, that's reli religious war. That's religious war. And why Christians want to get involved in that, I don't know. That's religious war. That's God's fighting each other. That's the God of Israel, the Old Testament God, and Allah fighting each other. Hmm? But there's innocent people that's getting hurt on both sides. That's it. Huh? And you want to stand up for Israel? They build that temple. You can't even go in the temple. You're going to stand in the outer court in the hot sun. And you know how much Trinidadians <laughs> like standing in the sun. Y'all be in there with a bunch of umbrellas. The Bible says because of the gospel there are enemies. Because they have rejected Christ. That's why the place is in ruins. That's why it's in war. That's why we have so much war and ruins in our own life because we haven't accepted the true pure love of God. Jesus came down in the purest form and said, Hey, listen. You're trying to love me through law. You can't do that. You've got to accept my love. You've got to know that I love you. My love's strong enough to keep you. Huh? Let me put it this way. 
You could be you could be the worst of sinners. Yes. I'm gonna use you as an example. Not because you're a good example of the worst of sinners. <laughs> I just gonna use you as an example. I get permission? Yes, of course she said go. She just don't want me to use her. You could be the worst of sinners. You could be a prostitute by all rights. Money hunger. Man hungry. Jealous. The worst of sinners. Everybody get the picture? Your leg's shaking there. Everybody understand? We would find accounts in the Old Testament. Who are you to come before the righteous? But you know what? Let's just say this is who this person is. Just the illustration, right? But you know if my love is strong enough, none of that matters. Somebody hear me. If my love is strong enough, it don't matter who you are. I can love you. I can eat in your house. Hmm? I can look at you on the cross and say, Today you'll be with me. See, it's my love. It's my love, says the Lord, that redeems you. Hmm? And just because you have a Bible degree doesn't mean that you deserve that love anymore because love must be freely given it cannot be a contract it has nothing to do with who you are or what you've done but I want you to understand this because somebody needs to see this this is a perfect example of Christ hmm? now some other man could stand here right and they could say nah I know who she is uh, it, it, it's nice to see you Anybody hear me? So what saves the sinner? My love. And what would save more sinners? Your love. If you'd quit judging people. Hmm? Regardless of what they've done to you in the past. Or any possibilities what they might do to you in the future. What keeps you is my love, says the Lord. Nothing else. My love keeps you. I don't care who you slept with last night. <laughs> who you sleep with last night? person to receive that love but it don't matter if God accepts you God accepts you now should we just using her as an example should we straighten up our life oh yes should we respond more in love yes 
But bottom line is my love. Don't tell me how much I can love. Don't tell me how much I can forgive. Don't care, tell me how much I can keep caring for you. That is not your place. Not for someone else's life or your life. You can't tell me I don't love you. Even though hell is full of people that don't believe it. And if I choose to love you, it has nothing to do based upon anything you've done for me or anybody else. It's that simple. And if I choose to bless you, you might have started work this morning. She started work this late afternoon. If I decide to give her the same pay, that's my love. Got nothing to do with your love. If I choose to bless you, and you choose to believe that I will bless you, even though you're not a perfect church attendant, even though you're still caught up in some back and out, if I choose to love you, then that's my choice. Nobody else can block my love. And you shouldn't even be trying to block it. If I say I love you and I want to bless your life and I want to use you as a witness to my glory, I want to get you out of poverty. If I choose, the only question here is how much you believe God loves or is he like you? Does he love religiously or does he love with all his heart? Because if I believe that if I show you this love, that it's going to begin to change your life. Jesus asked some distinguished men of God. Who would love me more? The one has been forgiven little or the one has been forgiven a lot? Who loves me more? And even the distinguished men of God says, reluctantly, I guess the one has been forgiven a lot. But here's the thing. God gives us this same love. He breathes us on. He breathes on us the Holy Spirit that we can forgive other people and that we can love other people regardless. Yes. I remember when I first come to Trinidad. And this is to God's glory. I remember when I first come to Trinidad, I was staying with this family. And there was a guy there that, uh, family did pottery, but there was a guy there that drink all the time. He'd get drunk all the time. They didn't pay him much, but what he, he, what he did make, he well used it. <laughs> he was drunk all the time. He kind of took care of his family, but not, not really. He'd drunk all the time. But you know, this man come to me more than anybody else. He'd come to me when he's so drunk he couldn't stand. And I'd lay hands on him and he'd get peace. Because that old alcoholic spirit just tormented his soul. But I lay hands on him, he gets peace. I'd cast it out, he'd get peace. 
for some reason or other he always wanted to return back to that. Jesus does not give up on you. And he does not lose hope in you. You may die a thief on a cross. You may die a drunkard. If you die a thief on a cross, you probably got beaten a lot of times. Especially in Trinidad. If you die a drunkard, you probably suffered a lot in this life. But you can find salvation on the cross. Hmm? Jesus wasn't ashamed. He gives us the opportunity to have this same kind of love. Hmm? And if we have this same kind of love, then marriage could be a bliss in this life, and other things could be a bliss in this life. But we've got to get past this religious love. Religious love is always based upon regulations and requirements. And we all fall short. True? We all fall short. Now that's not a reason to beat up on yourself. It's just truth. It's just truth. Now probably I realize that this message might hurt if you're religious. Because basically what I'm telling you is you ain't not, not going to get into the kingdom of heaven. And if you're religious, that is true. Because you think you're going to get into heaven through religious love. And you're not. We get into heaven through true love. But let's not talk about dying right now. Unless we're going to talk about dying to the flesh. Let's talk about entering life now. Because Jesus says you're mistaken about death. God is the father of the living. We don't die. We live and we live and we live. Uh, and if we understand, we just begin to embrace this and say, Holy Spirit, help me to embrace this love. And I know my love is religious. It's religious in my marriage, my friendship, workplace. I'm just, I just got religious love because, and I withhold my love. And my love is hinged on things working right. Yes? Things working right. How many times you have some little problem? Electricity go off. And oh, once you done lost salvation. Or you think, oh God, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Lord, I'm sorry I ate that extra piece of chicken. I'm sorry. That's what we do, right? Huh? That's what we do. What did I do wrong? Well, granted, you know, we do reap karma, but that's not the point. The point is you think God is mistreating you. But that's religious love. So every time you do something wrong, pop, pop. Understand? That's not God. That's not God. Is it consequences in this life? Can you mess up your life and live a terrible life? Yes. But if you listen to God, He will get you out of that. And He will lead you to promises and blessings upon blessings. But you've got to follow Him. If you don't follow Him, all right, I'll meet you on the cross. 
That's a good old song. I'll meet you on the cross. Uh, but that's not the life he has for you. Meet you on the cross. Uh, he wants you to know this love. And he wants you to be a, recept a receiver of this love. And he wants you to be a witness of this love. And he wants you to have this love. Wouldn't it be awesome to have this love? I mean, how many times you want to kill your husband or wife? That's religious love. If you really loved your husband or wife, you wouldn't be wanting to kill them? Yes? You wouldn't be wanting to kill them? You wouldn't be wanting to know how to get rid of them? Or who to replace them with? So it's torment, right? Who, who can say that marriage is torment? You know why it's torment? Because your love ain't real. If your love was real, you would forgive the occasional moments of ignorance. Huh? You would forgive the occasional burnt pie. You would, you would let these things slide. Is that true? Is that true? You have torment in your marriage and your friendship and all other relationships because you don't have real love. Something happens, love gone. Because your love is not based upon truth, it's not based upon God, it's connected to something earthly, and what makes it worse is connected to some other human being. Or to the weather. <laughs> I go on the beach tomorrow. It rains. God don't love me. Lord, get this nonsense out of my head. <laughs> get this ignorance out of my head. <gasps> Beating up on yourself because you can't study enough, because you can't pray enough. Like that's really going to help you, you know. Oh, you got all kinds of power now that you just, you just said, I am the worst of sinners like Paul, right? Oh, that's going to give you all kinds of strength to be religious now, right? No. It's going to make it much harder. But it's forgiveness. And it's learning to realize sometimes you're weak. Lord, I just want to study more. But you know my weakness. I just, I just. But the bottom line, the bottom line here, you know, it's like, it's like if you want to study more, you want to read your Bible more. And you can say, Lord, you know my weakness. I want, I want to read more. I want to study more. But there's another thing you need to deal with. Why do you want to study more and read more? Huh? Is it because you want to know more scripture so you can talk with the pastor? You want to know more scripture so you can feel like you're like everybody else that knows a little bit about the Bible? Why do you want to study more? Hmm? Or you, or you like somebody. You know how many people, you know how many people have asked me this question and it just aggravates me. You know how many people ask me? When the Jehovah Witnesses come to my door, what can I say to them to make them go away? You know how many people have asked me that? Huh? What can I say to them? What, what, what Bible verse could I give to make them go away? Huh? Did you know that, Everett? 
It's true. Because the Jehovah Witness is always knocking on your door. You're hiding under the bed. And you're asking me, what scripture can I use to make them go away because they're so wrong? What scripture I'm going to give you? Open the door and let them in. It's a lot better than you hiding under the bed. <laughs> Is that true? Why do we always want to beat up on people that, that, that's, that's trying to reach people? Whatever errors we have, God will work it out. Well, where's our love? Hmm? I see the kettle is dry. The pot is dry. We got nothing else left inside. <laughs> I don't know why you wasn't filling up. See, in most cases, you've got to take the pot and dump everything out and wash it and clean it and then put something good in there, but not with God. God is so pure that when good starts to come in, it starts to push the bad out. So the way it's supposed to happen is the love of God is supposed to be pushing the stuff out. Not religiously, we're trying to repent. Oh, God, I'm a terrible sinner. Oh, God, I don't love my husband. I don't love my children. Oh, God, I don't love, I don't love. That's not the point. The point is, when you see the love of God, it pushes all that out. Everything else is religious. His love. Huh? His love. Think about this illustration. Huh? You can't tell me not to love her. You can't tell me that. And what makes her acceptable before me is me. What makes you acceptable for God is God. And if he chooses you, why would you reject such a great love? Huh? He chose you not because of a righteous thing you have done. He just chose you. Let that touch you inside. Hmm? Ah. Let people go. You're holding things against people. Let people go. Show me that the love of God is in you. Because if the love of God is in you, He's crying out for you to let things go and to keep loving and to keep trusting that love. That love is going to win over all. And that love is going to prosper your life. Huh? 30, 60, 100 times more. And it says with the persecution, you're going to get persecution, but God's going to bless you. Just let it go. Let that pure love come in. Huh? What, what I said to Vicky, I was saying to each one of you. I'm standing over you right now speaking those same words to your soul. Receive it. If I accept you, can't nobody tell me I don't accept you? Can't nobody else reject you? If I say you are blessed, you are blessed. Can't nobody else take away your blessing? 
Now, the honest thing that might take away the blessing is if Vicky turned and looked at Suzanne and said, what you watching me for? If I choose to bless you, and I'm speaking on behalf of the Lord, if I choose to bless you, if I choose to say, you know, business is coming, if I choose to say, life is coming, marriage is coming, vacation, happiness, ministry, if I choose to say that. And don't give me no speech about how sorry you are for all the things you have done. Just tell me thank you. It's that simple. I'm not looking for blood because I see my own blood. Huh? And it, it, it's, it's my blood. It's my life. If I stand over you and I say, you are about to be blessed. Huh? I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to change everything in your life. Huh? I'm going to give you tongues you never had before. Think about it. The reason you can't receive that is because you don't think you're a good person. It means that religiously, your love is saying, Lord, I gave you 2%, you give me 98%. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Hmm? And don't think I don't know your lust. Don't think I don't know your greed. You was born with those things and you still ain't seen all of it. Hmm? But as you follow me, you will see. 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 This little girl right here, when I first met her, 23 years ago, Twenty-three years ago, she didn't know enough prophesying. She knew about church. In between church, she didn't know about it, but she followed me. And as she followed me, she says, "Oh, I see. I see how you saw that. Is that true?" If you just follow Jesus, you'll change. But first, I got to get you to follow me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Peter, Andrew, John and James, they was fishermen. What does he say? Come follow me. I'll make you a fisherman of men. Come follow me. They was not wise. They was not intelligent. They was not upstanding. They was fishermen. If God chooses you, and he does choose you, and if you follow him, you'll change. But that's not what the church teaches. The church teaches you've got to change before you can follow me. Religious love. Once you change, and you love me right, and you do right, then I'll love you right, and I'll do you right, and then you can follow me. That's not the way it works. Huh? If I give you a prophecy, it does not mean I think that you're a godly person or a wonderful person. In fact, I know the opposite when I'm giving you the prophecy. But God says, love that person. It's not my, I, I don't, I, I'm not like uh, Ananias when the Lord told him to go pray for Paul. I don't say, Lord, you know who that person is? No. Oh, yes, God knows who you are. Ain't nobody can't change. Just follow him. And you'll see that change in this life in so many ways in your life. Get rid of the religious love. Huh? Some of you come to church and you're not free. Afraid you're going to do something wrong. Yes? Well, there has to be order in church. And I understand some churches like order more than other churches. I understand that. But after a while, well, you should know this house. And if you follow this house, you should become freer, right? And more blessed. Something's not right if your pocketbook is not changing when you come to this house. And it's not my fault. It's not God's fault. It's because you don't believe in a perfect love. Somebody that could love you, change your life. Huh? Nobody ever cleaned up their life and followed God. When God found us, we weren't doing anything right. And we didn't start doing anything right. And that's why he's still working on me. He's still working on you. But as we follow him, it just seems like some of the ugly falls off. Uh, yes? If you hang around somebody that eats a lot, you're going to gain a lot of weight. Oh, yes, you're going to start to eat more too, you know. Unless you convert them. Somebody's going to convert somebody. But if you follow holiness, if you follow love, it's going to change you. Hmm. Follow him. Follow him with all your heart. Follow him. You know why the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding? Because your understanding is law. Your whole mind works off a of law. You can't understand. How God works, you can't understand his love because your mind is law. That's why it says lean not to your own understanding. Because it's law. You just trust God. That's what the Lord said do. 
And when you love somebody, you don't ever take it back, no matter what they do to you. You don't regret it, you don't take it back. Please, prove the devil wrong today. Hmm? Forgive. You know what it means when you want revenge? You know what revenge means? I want them to pay. And then I will forgive them and release them. Revenge is law. The Lord says it's mine to revenge you realize that? Do you realize that some of you that, that, that have not forgiven, if the person come to you with enough money, you probably forgive them. <laughs> Which would make you a bit of a prostitute because you decide to quit hating them for a price. Meaning you go back to loving them or at least tolerating them. True. I mean, this, this is so corrupt, it's hard to see where it starts, where it ends. Best way, just throw up your hands and love Jesus with all your heart, even though it's corrupted. <laughs> just love him, and then it changes. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Who needs a word this afternoon? Mmm. Mmm. God loves you. So do you think you're a loving person? Sometimes. Stand up, please. So how often do you beat up on yourself? Almost a lot. A lot. That's what I was seeing. Saturday night, would that be last night? 
last night. You beat upon yourself last night. Why can't I love? Why? Why am I? Why am I this way? Why can't I just love? Why am I this way? Mm. You ever ask God, why am I this way? Yes. You do? All right. This is just so you know that you have met with God today. Right? That he's present. does not embarrass us. Mm. Sometimes it takes his presence to let us know how much he loves us. So if God loves you, why would you beat up on yourself so? Well, maybe we beat up on ourselves because we're not like God or we beat up on ourselves because we think God wants us to be a lot more loving. But first thing is, who says you're not loving? We just—it's—it's it's all law. Mm-hmm. But if you really knew God loved you, you would not beat up on yourself. That love would forgive you, let you forgive yourself. Are you always perfect? No. It would even work on that too. Mm-hmm. You ever cut yourself? No. Never. What you used to do? There's something you used to do to beat up on yourself. You never cut yourself. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Marks? Mm-hmm. You never done that. No. What did you used to do? Can you tell me? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Can you tell me? It feel good to confess it. Can you tell me? Mm-hmm. Your choice, not mandatory. Strange. I keep I keep seeing something with your wrist. That's why I asked you if you cut yourself. I keep seeing something with your wrist. It's almost like it's like I see twisting, twisting the wrist or something. So you, can you tell me? Or you don't want to tell me. You don't want to tell me? All right. Can you whisper it? It's your choice. You can whisper it? If you can, I'll cut this mic off. Can you? You trust me? Come tell me. You'll feel better.
And that's nothing to be ashamed of. I am sure you're not the only person in this room. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jesus bled for us. Anytime you feel to hurt yourself, Jesus none hurt himself for you. None hurt you. There's this, there's this drunk in um, Guyana. And the testimony was, you know, he'd go out, get drunk, spend all his money, come home mean as a snake, just tormenting everybody in the house. Even the chickens went way up in the trees, stay away from him. He just, he just going crazy all over the place. And sooner or later, he going to put his hand through a window. Sooner or later, he going to bleed somewhere or another. And they said as soon as the man started to bleed, he'd get still and go to sleep. It's the sign of the blood. Because he felt like he paid the price. That's inside of all of us. Yes. It's inside her. It's inside of all of us. All of us will torment ourselves when our accusers has convinced our conscience that we are bad. Everybody follow? We don't have to. You just got to believe that Jesus loves you. You must trust him more because some of the judgments against yourselves are not right. Sometimes you get to a place where you just believe anything anybody says about you. And the bottom line is, whether you're good or bad, the Lord is with you. And he don't want that torment in your life. And, and so what you're going through, I want you to know the Lord is with you but you're not letting him be in you. It's almost like you push him out. You won't let him minister to you. Hmm? It's okay to cry to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. But sometimes, sometimes it's not all your fault. You just, you just have this habit of feeling guilty a lot. But sometimes it is some of your fault because sometimes you can get a little loud. True, a true. Mm -hmm. This your first time here? Yes. Yeah. You gonna come back again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reason I said that I ain't coming back here no more. These people, no, we do this all the time in this house. And I don't know if you know about the prayer rooms, but after service, you can go for prayer. You ever, ever been for prayer here? No. Oh. Her name is Down. By choice or by force? <laughs> you praying for her? You like her? Huh? Yeah, she seems nice. She seems nice. Um. 
All right, I want you and somebody else to pray for her, right? And let them get... Everything is confidential in there, right? You're going to change from right now. I just, I just think that, that, that um, you know, when you sit down face-to-face and you have time to talk and not all these people looking. See, all I'm trying to figure out what you said to me. You know that, right? They're all trying to figure out, what'd she say? What'd she say? Did she murder somebody? What'd she say? No. You've met with God today. And your life is going to change, daughter. Your life going to change. You beat up on yourself because of your weight. That's going to change. That true? That's going to change. You hear me? Uh, in fact, you said, I, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know how I got to this place. I don't know how I become this person. That true? Mm-hmm. So you have a man in your life? Mm-hmm. It's complicated. It's complicated. Ain't nothing complicated to God. But that's some of your pain, right? Huh? God knows about that. I only said that so you would know. Mm. Right? You know anybody here? Yeah. How'd you get here? She brought you? Okay. God loves you. Your life is going to change. It's going to change from this moment. But when you go to council, right? That's confidential. It don't go nowhere else. Right? But that'll help you understand some things. You've cried out too much and you've suffered too much for no good reason. And it stops. Amen? You receive that? Amen. And by the way, you, you, you deserve... Mm-hmm. You deserve a diamond ring and a man that loves you. The reason I say that, because you almost feel like you don't. You deserve that. You know why you deserve that? Because I say so. And when I say I say so, I'm talking about God. Yeah. Not because you deserve it, but because I say so. And that's what he wants for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Now, if your love is religious, you would say that message is just for her. Hmm. You'd say, God loves her more than me. That's, that's religiousness. If you have faith in the Lord, the love that has been poured out there is already in your heart. Everything don't have to be spoken out in church for it to happen. We just do it so you know that it exists. Mm-hmm. That, that perfect love. Mm-hmm. 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 
this, this young lady right here. Could I give you a word? You. Right there. That's it. That's it. Her. Yes. Hmm? Stand, please. You, you stand too, you stand too. I like your spirit, you stand too. Yeah, you stand too. I just like your spirit. You love God, don't you? For me? Yeah. Yes. See that? Say that again. You love God, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> See, see ain't nothing religious in that voice. Everybody hear that? Yeah. Ain't nothing religious in that voice. Huh? Right? Well, how would a religious person answer that question? <laughs> or something like that. Yes, of course I love the Lord. You know. Something like that. No. And and, and this is a this is a compliment. That's that's why I had you stand up because I, it's just something, just the way you, you you responded. So we'll see what the Lord's going to say to you. But you, life has not worked out the way you planned. It's a long ways from what you planned. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Used to be young and free you still feel young but you just feel like nah life ain't worked out yes. um, it used to be used to be free you used to feel like you had the magic touch like you know things is going to go my way you just you kind of made light of everything and you just you just had f faith in the universe yeah that's you? Yes. <laughs> Unpredictable. The universe is falling apart sometimes, right? Yes. I, I, like, I like people that are open like that. But sometimes it's only God that can hold the universe together. And sometimes we make wrong decisions. Yes. Listen, your life of joy and happiness is not over. Okay. It's just begun. You just only found the author of the universe. Okay. Yes. Um, so tell me, what 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 did you used what did you used to believe in? What was your philosophy on life? I'm, I'm curious. I find it strange. I keep mentioning that word universe. What did you used to believe? Can you tell me? I can't remember. You can't remember. Was you a Christian? You yes. always been a Christian, or yeah. did you believe in other things? No. I can't. I had a stroke in my life. Say that again. I had a stroke in my left brain. Um, memory goes and come and fluctuates, so it's kind of hard to go. All right, back. all right. Well, we don't. We're not going. We're not going to let that be an excuse, right? Yeah. Right. You said you had a stroke. Yeah. Look like you're overcoming it. Yes. You I don't am. have no side effects, right? I'm c overcoming. Yeah. What what side effects you have? Um, my memory goes, I can't remember. Sometimes I'm spaced out. I don't know what I'm doing or where I am and how I reached there. I don't think that's a stroke. Okay. I it's think something led you to that, but I don't think that's it. Yes, right? I know. We're going we're gonna to talk about that, yeah. right? But, 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 um. You know what you were asking me? What keeps me going? Mm-hmm. With God, all things are possible. Amen. And I can do all things through Christ. In Amen. Jesus' name. 
Amen. I hang into that. Amen. It's despite all what I'm going through. Amen. And don't I, I fall to times. Okay. But, but can you tell me what you used to believe in? I used to believe in Jesus Christ and he used to walk with Always me. Always from small. Yes. I always loved him from small. He was I, what? I always loved him from small. I, I'm from Hindu background. My, my mom is Hindu. My dad is okay, Muslim. Okay, so did you practice Hinduism? When I was younger, right. yeah. Did you get into... Um, yeah, everything. The, what is it? The... Um, Astro projection. All right, there yes. we go. There we go. Yes, there we I go. left there my body go. and visit Kans, um, that place. There we go. In, in um, the U.S. All right, Flutin there we go. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yes. That whole aspect of the universe type of thing. Yes. That's, what, that's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. No judgment here. Mm-mm. We are who we are. I didn't know what I was doing yeah, at amen. that time. I so was young. Th- th- there's no judgment here. Yeah. All I want, all I want you to know. Is that God is speaking to you right now? Amen. That's what I want. I want. I want you to step out here. Step out here now. Mm-hmm. Now, how long ago did you have this stroke? I can't even remember some years. I didn't know. Give a guess. Um, two, three. I committed. I tried to commit suicide, and when I recovered, I found myself in the hospital. You tried to commit suicide. I tried to kill myself. I did. And I was, was the stroke before or after? I think it was after. You think it was after? All I right. think. I don't know. I'm not sure. All the right. doctor told right. us when I recovered. Okay. All right. When I got up from the hospital bed and I realized where I was, I okay. was like, why am I so still here? So you tried here? to commit suicide. Obviously, life I'm is terrible. Yes. It was not... It was horrible. It was not that young girl's perspective of life. You, you believed in everything. You trusted in everything. And you, you realized that there's some people you can't trust in. Can't trust yeah. people. And, but there was nothing wrong with your love. It was just misled. Yeah. But, but that free spirit. See, that's what I want to connect with is that free spirit that was there. That, that that aspect was there and, and and many times we do that we believe that we just everything is beautiful everything is and then we find out that there's some aspects in this life that's not beautiful uh, and those are the things that that come to your door and obviously if you if you came to the place of killing yourself it's not gone too far that's actually what caused the stroke too yeah. you just can't take it no more I can cool. all right all right there's nothing wrong with your memory What's wrong with your memory is you don't want to remember. I was traumatized. Yes. You don't want to remember. I don't want to go back there. See. But we got to go back there, right? And forgive. There's nothing wrong with your memory. Okay. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with memory. I don't want to forg- I don't want to remember. There's nothing wrong with your memory. You just don't want to remember. And sometimes, sometimes that's the safe thing, and, and, and it hurts. But the truth is, there's no healing until we do and we forgive. Right? You willing to forgive everybody? Yes. I want to go back and find that young girl that was so full of life and gullible. Huh? Unpredictable, happy, mm-hmm. Yes. Free. Free spirit. Yes, and gullible. <laughs> you probably believed in unicorns. <laughs> yes, I did. 
<laughs> I don't know about unicorns, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's childhood, it's childhood things. I I created and things you, uh, still make me happy. See, even though I was in a sad situation, I've right. been. I've created my own world. Amen. But it's time to find reality, and there's beauty in this life. As you said, when you hold on to Jesus, there's beauty in this yes, life. Yes, so please. there's nothing wrong with your memory. You're gonna remember and you're gonna forgive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's the bad things in your life, but God brought you through it. Yes. Sometimes we don't know why God allowed us to go through things. It was our doings. He didn't force it on us. We made those decisions, and, and, and we got hurt. Many times He was trying to rescue us, but we just didn't recognize the help. And we didn't get out when he told no. us to get out. Sometimes no. God told you to get out, but you didn't yes, get out. Yes, I couldn't get out. It yeah. was already set. Yes, already I had no set. choice. Well, sometimes there's choices. We just don't make the hard choices. Mm. Sometimes there's... We, we always had another way we could do something. Yeah, but I couldn't say no to my parents. The Holy Spirit told me no, and I, I still... I, had, I was forced. I, I had no choice. Well, you could always run away. I couldn't run away. I was planning to run away, oh, oh. <laughs> which I usually do. All right. <laughs> the point is to go back and forgive, okay. right? Have you been to the prayer room? No, this is uh, my first. This time your first here. time too? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to encourage you go to the prayer room because they can. They spend two or three hours with you, whatever it takes, right? And then what you need to say, it's it's better environment than right here in front of yes, everybody yes, right yes thank you but there's nothing wrong with your memory you just don't want to remember right that's as like as like this young lady nothing wrong with her dance she just ain't felt to dance in a while <laughs> when's the last time you danced <laughs> ah. a long time prophet. a long time yeah. the lord gonna take you dancing <laughs> mm. <laughs> So, stop thinking there's something wrong with you. Okay. The only thing wrong with you is, as you said, there's trauma back there. Yeah. The only way to get over it is go back and look at it in Christ. No, Amen. you're not alone. Right? Because just as you talk about that astral projection, we're going to go back. Them counselors going to take you back. And they're going to go with you. Yeah. And nothing's going to happen to you. And you're going to forgive. You're going to let go. You're going to come out of there a new person. Okay. And we're going to find that, that young girl that had all that freedom. You believe that? Yeah. God loves you very much. Thank you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You. you bring her? Yeah. Thought so. Mm-hmm. 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 Is there a car you're looking at? You drive? Is there a car you're looking at? I like the one I'm driving right now. You like the one you got right now? Mm-hmm. Is it new? I mean, you've just gotten it? Yeah, I just got it. It's not brand new, it's used. You just got it? Mm-hmm. So, what do I mean? Is there a car that you're looking at? What does that mean to you when I say that? Mm. I don't think I'm looking at any car right now. <laughs> say that again? I now got yeah. huh? I now get this car. You now get this car. Yeah. I understand that. But what, what, does that, what does that mean? 
There's a car that you're looking at. What is yeah, I was looking at other cars for a friend of mine who wanted to get a car for her daughter, and I was just helping her find one. Oh, you're looking for a car for, yeah, for, a, for, a, for a friend. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. see there? See, that, that's the thing we must understand about God, is when he speaks, we may say, I'm not looking for a car. I, I, I got a car. I just, I just got a car. I, I like my car. But you're looking for a friend. Mm -hmm. All right. Everybody see that? Amen. When God speaks to you, don't say, Lord, uh, you've come to the wrong house. <laughs> huh? So this is a car for, for a friend or for who, who's it for? Uh, she wanted it for her, her kid. Her. And she gave me a budget. S say that again? You know, a, a budget, a what? <laughs> you got what? me confused. What? <laughs> got a little bit nervous. Uh, that mic's making you nervous? <laughs> a speaker like you? What? You better get used to that mic. She if gave you me know a budget, though. Um, She's looking for a car between 20000 so I had to... Okay, looking who's looking for, for the car? A friend of mine's. Is looking for, for her daughter, yeah. For her daughter. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. but, they, but they really can't, can't afford it. No. That's true? No. Because no. some of the cars I see was over 20. Yeah. yeah. So much so that that you even thought you might would like to help? No way. No way. That's a big. That's a big no. You know. You can't afford to help. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't say you could afford to help. I said you would. Like to help. I could help the search, huh? look for the car, find the car. <laughs> your no is way too big, you know. <laughs> your, your no is so big it's convincing me otherwise, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hmm. Because the, that's that's not uh, because I would not encourage you to to do that. But it seems like there's some pressure on you. See, your, your no is too big. It's like, okay, no, I don't have the money to do that. Uh, no, uh, that's a simple no. But no way. <laughs> you even brought out the base. The base. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, you should not let nobody pressure you. Yes. But you could pray for them. Yeah, I could do that. So, it's for a daughter. Is, it, is this daughter going to get in trouble if she gets a car? I have is, no idea. I found it, one. I sent her some photos. Is she a good child? Is she a good child? Yeah. I met her daughter. Very nice. Uh -huh. But she's a woman. Yeah. She's a woman? Very nice, yeah. Most daughters are. No, um, I mean... <laughs> You never know this day and time. <laughs> 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 mm -hmm. 
The reason I ask that is because even though she don't have a lot of money, favor can come her way. It can come her way through you. Not that you're going to buy it, but it can come her way through you just because wherever two or three agree. Right? I just I just asked, you know, I was trying to connect with the daughter and make sure she wasn't wild and she's going to get in the car and run off the cliff. No, and then I think the daughter is a nurse. I can't remember. I think so. I said that again? I think the daughter is a nurse. Yeah. The daughter is a nurse? Yeah, I think All so. Right. All right. Well, I don't necessarily make her not crazy, but... Um, <laughs> mm, let's see. So this is a this is a close friend of yours, a close friend. Yes. Yes. We don't talk every day, but she's a friend. Say that again. We don't speak every day, but she's a friend. Yeah. You don't speak every day, but what? You could come a little closer. <laughs> she's my friend. Yes. Uh, come, 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 come. <laughs> I like you. Go. You like microphones? No. Huh? You sing? Yeah, to myself. <laughs> Do you like to sing? Yeah. God's going to give you opportunities to sing. Just well, so yeah, he can. No. Just so just so he <laughs> Just so he can laugh at you with that microphone, you know. That microphone's scaring you to death. Um mm. So she, they have what about twenty thousand dollars or something to spend on a car? Is that right? Yeah. All right, all right. Mm -hmm. Are they believers? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's see if they are. You tell them to send me a flower, small flower. They can pick it out of the garden. They don't have to pay for it, right? Send it to what? Titi <laughs> You know, you fit in here, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't care how they get it here, right? <laughs> we kind of like craziness here. I don't care how it gets here. Send me a flower. Out of the garden, anywhere, it don't matter. Just send me a flower. Tell them to do that. And they're going to find favor Amen. with getting in the car. Amen. Hmm? There's an older person that's going to give her a deal just because of who she is, right? And, and what you and I are going to do, you're going to give her that message, right? It's up to them to bring me a flower, mm -hmm. you know, TT post, uh, foot, <laughs> car, you know, it don't matter, right? But what we want to do is, is, to, is to bring some faith into their life, right? So they've been searching, can't find nothing. Right now, I could just speak the blessing, but but I I want to I want a little response. So I I just want a flyer. They could send it through you, right? You coming next Sunday? Mm -hmm. Where you live? 
they go. All right. I mean, they go mad. All right. <laughs> they could send it through you, or you could bring them along. I don't. I don't care how it gets here. Right? Yes. Riley can bring it in any. Oh, see if I can pass by she will can get. Say that again. <laughs> see if I can pass by she will can get it. Oh, uh-huh. th- th- there's no rush. There's no rush. But just get her to do that. How how she work and she's security, so I'm not sure if she'll be available Sunday. All right, don't have to be Sunday. It can be any time, right? Real easy. It, it it don't have to be no fancy. I, you can pull it out of your yard. I, I don't care. Just the act of faith. That's what I want to see. What kind of flower, hibiscus? Any kind. It can be a wildflower. What's the have in the yard? Huh? It don't have to be in the yard, it'd be in the neighbor's yard. You know, she could. She could trouble if she go in the neighbor's yard. All it's right. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to her. Talk All right. Any kind of flower. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I receive it. And, and tell her that just by doing that. They're going to find a car. It's going to be an older person that's just going to find favor with her and give her a deal. Right? Mm. A man or woman? Yes, an older, older person could be man or woman. Mm. <laughs> it don't matter. No, she, she might ask me that if it's man or woman. Just, you know. It don't older matter. Older person. Oh, listen, first thing is you don't, they don't know who it is. Right. 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 So obviously God has got to do some things mm-hmm. to lead them to that person. Mm-hmm. It, it might come from the newspaper. It may be somebody say, hey, I know somebody's got something. We don't know how it's going to happen. We just know mm-hmm. God is going to do it. Right. You got me? Yeah. We just know how God is going to do it, right? Um, it, it seems to be connected to an older woman and man, but I think it's the woman that's going to do it. I'm okay. not sure the man is still alive, but that's, that's what it is, right? She won't know the car because she's going to get a deal, right? Okay. okay. Oh, you like to think a lot. No. I'm not going to ask what color is the car or what make, what brand the car. Okay. I receive it. W- would you like me to go and get the car and bring it by? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Listen, you take that. That's all you need is you just take that part. Because when we prophesy, we see in part, right? I mean, I could keep looking and keep looking, but that's not the thing. The thing is to build faith. Right. What I want, and, and this is going to build your faith as well. Just bring me a cheap little flower, and that action is going to cause a reaction so that she ends up finding this car. Good. You got it? Yeah. That's simple, right? All right. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Mm. Mm. Because he loved me first. Yes, Nicole. Um, I think Nicole's going to fill you in on something right before she releases you. Listen, sometimes you don't get this all at once. But if you understand that your love is religious and you just try to love God and accept God uh, just, just freely, right? You'll be surprised how much it works. Amen. Amen. Amen.